0: Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Mineola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. God had t- Jesus to go- told Jesus them to go to Jerusalem and wait for they to do power. They would wait 60 days until the day of Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost they were all gathered in one corner praying and the Holy Spirit fell. He fell on the church. He empowered you. He gave you power that we didn't have to live that old life anymore. He came in and filled them. They might die. Have to live the way they did. Not only did he fill them, not only did he fill you, but he sealed you under the day of redemption. No demon of hell, no, no man on earth can take you out of God's hand. Jesus himself says, All that come unto me, I will no wise cast out. Now that's Jesus saying that that's not God. I want to speak to you just a little while this morning. Oh no. Speak to me a little while this morning. This memorial day. There's only two people Two types of people in the world that ever gave his life for you. One was the American soldier. I already told you that when the missionaries went overseas, they signed their will. But they didn't expect to come back. My father was in World War II in the Navy. When they signed out, he had to sign his last will in Texas. And my mother had just been married for a few short days. Not only did they would come back. They gave their life for you. Now here we have Jesus, knowing, knowing what he was going through, gave his life for you. That you, that you listen to this real carefully, that you might be made death. Pastors out there right now that will tell you that you are already the righteousness of God, but that's not what the word says. It says, Be made. being made. The righteousness of God. It's, it's, it's a, 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 a work. We're forever working. We're not saved by works. We're saved by good But in Romans, the fifth chapter, Romans, the fifth chapter, we're going to start with the sixth verse. I want to tell you a little bit about a man that loved you when you were alone. That loved you when no one else in the world That loved you when you were dirty. That loved you when you were despised of God. That loved you when you couldn't pick yourself up. Romans, the fifth chapter, the sixth verse. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Take that word out, ungodly. Put your name in that. For when we were yet without strength in New Town, Christ died for Don Smith. For scarcely will a righteous man, for a righteous man, one will die. Yet for an adventure, for a good man, some even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you that you went down through the hallway of you saw a sinner named Don Smith and sent your son that though I was the only man that ever lived, he was in, in death to save me. Dear God, I thank you for your word, the sure word of prophecy, the sure word of God. You said that your word will never In
1: the Lord, that would be a great thing to stop right there, but it
0: doesn't. Let's read the next verse. Much more than being justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, so much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Saved by his life. If all Jesus ever did, if all Jesus ever did was to come to save you from an eternity in hell, from the devil's hell, from the wrath of God Himself, that would be enough. If Jesus Christ's sole purpose in life and death was to save you from hell, to save you from the wrath of God, that he would have taken you home to the moment you got saved. But he didn't. You see, this verse here tells us that so much more by his life we shall be saved by his life, by his justified, by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies of God, we were reconciled with God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. I told you, my father was in the military. My father sailed out on the blue sea. My father had a ship shot out from under him. They didn't know whether they were going to come back or not. They gave the ultimate price for our freedom. They paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Not knowing whether or not they would come back, they bought our freedom. And our freedoms are, are, te- are taken away so quickly. Most of y'all know, you okay. know Most of y'all know that I follow missionaries all over the world. I uh, follow a group of missionaries called Heart Cry. What they do, one of the things, many things they do, is smuggle Bibles into places that it's illegal for them to have them. And this week, I was called, or I was texted and told to pray for a family. Pray for a family that had been caught with a smuggled in Bible. Their two-year-old daughter was sentenced to life in the pen. The Chinese officials, the mother and father and sisters and brothers were all sinners. Who lie in the in, the, in the for propagating the word of God? And if you think that you can't come here, you are sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. Like okay, I said before, there's bills in the House of the United States Senate to declare the word of God hate speech. That's all good. But it costs to follow Jesus. It costs. What's it going to cost you? I'm glad you asked. Go to the book of Matthew, and as soon as I get up here, I'll get to chapter 11. Go to the book of Matthew. Matthew. Matthew 10, 34, 35, and 36. Matthew 10. I want you to listen to this. Listen to it seriously. Matthew 10. This is Jesus talking. Think not that I have come to send peace, Lord. Right? I came not to send for I am come to set a man at variance with his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be made to his own household. He that loveth his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me he that findeth his life shall lose it. He that loses his life on my side, will find it. Did you hear that? It costs to follow Jesus. We've got all these preachers today that are telling you that you come to Jesus, give one of them, just to start, oh, 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 Lord, God, forgive me. Give Jesus sixty days and see if He won't turn your life around. Jesus didn't come to give you sixty days. He came to give it all. A, L, L. Sixty days and you'll see what Jesus can do in your life. I'm tell you one thing: if you get right with God, you can sit in there. You're not the same. You don't have the same desire. They asked D.L. Moody, one of the greatest preachers that ever lived one time. He said, Dr. Moody, he said, Do you believe that the way you preach, do you believe that you can you can uh, you can stand You can stand all you want, not through your salvation. You can that you can that you can sin. He said, Yes, sir, I believe that. He said, but when you're saved and your want to change. You no longer want to be that dragon. You no longer want to be that idolatry. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to make some of you mad. But anything, Jesus just said it, anything, A-N-Y-P-H-I-N-G, anything you put before God as an idol. Family, friends. You see, our Jesus in Acts two forty six tells us we just read about in Acts, two, in Acts two. We just heard about the coming of the Holy Spirit in his field and infilling and wellness and gave them power to become Christians. If they wouldn't. If they wouldn't be like water. Now in Acts 2.46, in Acts 2.46, let's go to that. Acts 2.46. I'm going to give you plenty of verses here so you won't take a whole time right here. Acts 2.46. We all know about Acts 2.48 how the Holy Spirit came, but in Acts 2.46. And they, continually, daily, with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having faith with all the people. And the Lord added to the church, such as should be saved. What did he say? And they, continually, daily. Coming to the church on Sunday, doing your two hours, that's great. But that's what God called you to do. God calls for all of it. God called us for every shaking bit Coming to church is great. But if come to church, if you've got to ask yourself, do I need to be in church? Is there something else I can be doing? And I want to thank every one of you for coming today because I know the party the delayed. I know everything is going on that place, and you have made a choice to come and worship me. I commend you for that. But there are hundreds of thousands out here of so-called church members that are Sunday morning Christians only. They live. In the world, they act like the world, they talk like the world, they dress like the world, they smell like the world, they listen to what the world listens to and wonder why God did not bless their life. I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about driving a car looking in the rear view mirror. When you say, old man died. Remember the Romans? That while we were dead in our trespasses and said Christ died for us. When well, you accepted Jesus Christ you killed that old man. He's dead. Everything that he did is dead. But we done, done, done. Done preaching Don to us again. And I want to tell you I've been asked, I've uh, been one person. I hadn't planned on saying this today. But, hey, you listen to me. Y'all know about my past, how I was kicked out of the church. I sinned. I fell short of the glory of God. I went back into the world. I got a call about a month ago asking me to be a keynote speaker to pastors. I was scared to death. Because those same people that turned their back on me were going to be better than you preaching. The same people that told me that I would never do anything. The same people that told me that I was sinner, That I would never be used to God again. And God brought back a little God brought back all those things, all those things that I did.
1: God brought back all
0: those visions of those people, those three thousand people standing up and turning their back on me, that yeah, baby's alright. Okay. Turning their back on me. And it all came. Charging back. And I the devil said on me. You know what he said about you. You know what you did. You know what she did. God, she never use you. God brought all that back to me. God brought all those vile things that I had ever done. Ever, I guarantee you, every sin that I had ever committed came back to haunt me in that moment of time. And I. I said, When Jesus Christ bought and paid for your sin, he bought and paid for your sin. Lock, stop, and barrel. When he, when he issued the word, tell that side on, on the cross, that's an accounting term. It means that debt is paid. He paid for that sin. Now, for your is done. When Don looked back at that sin that Don committed to get kicked out of that church, the devil dropped a pat on my shoulder. You ain't no better than your fathers. You ain't no better than your fathers. I got brought back all, all those old sins, everything that I did. You cannot drive a car. Looking at the rear view you can't drive looking in the rear view mirror. You can't drive looking at your past sins. You can't drive looking at your family and your past sins. What did my sister do to me? What did my mother do to me? What did my ex-wife do to me? You can't do that. Because that's giving the devil an inroads to your life you got to stand in the fullness of the fact that Jesus Christ, we just read in Romans chapter 5, bought and paid for your sin. Let me ask you a question. Randall, I'm looking to buy truck. I'm looking to buy But, yeah. point is, if I buy that truck, that truck becomes mine, doesn't it? Can't you can't come can't get the truck anymore, can you? Do you mm-hmm. see where I'm going with this? Jesus bought my sin. Jesus nailed it to the cross. Amen. The rabble comes back to God. That's right, it's mine. Yeah. No, I ain't. i for it. Jesus, that sin is mine. No, I paid for it. Jesus paid for your sin lock, stock, and barrel. Every sin you committed. He bought and paid for it. It's no longer yours. It can no longer be called up against you. When God sees you, He looks through the blood of Jesus Christ and sees the righteousness of God. That he said. We are to strive to live like Jesus. He said what the indwelling spirit is. Jesus not only saved us, not only saved us, not only paid for our sins, but Jesus gave us the earnest of the promise of God when he sent the Holy Spirit to come dwell in us. And sent the Holy Spirit we're still worried about to the, 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 the they don't resent them. Like us. Like us. We are sealed. Unto the day. Of redemption. Now we talk no, no, we're talking about that. We're talking about that. We're about justification. Now. We're going to talk about walking in the water. I want to no, tell you what the devil's going to do. Can you all listen to your real character? I've already told you what the devil didn't leave God out of my ears. Oh. Amos, oh, excuse me. Amos three, three. Can two walk together unless they be in one corner? You know what that means? When the devil comes to you, when the devil comes at you with both barrels lifted, Bringing back up every sin that you've ever committed, bringing back up those heinous things, you've got to find somebody. You anchor yourself, especially you people, you young people in the Lord, you people that have money. I'm not talking about you young young people in the Lord. I'm talking about people that have never matured in their spiritual walk. That's why it's so, 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 That you find someone that you can go to when the devil calls your sin. Find you someone. Can two walk together unless they be agreed. Find someone. Find someone. That okay. you can go it's going to lift you up. It's not going to talk behind your it back. It's not going to put it business out all over the world. The word says we go through it 100 times. I'm going to say it 100 more. Iron shot the time. You see, Jesus bought us. The Holy Spirit sealed us. And gave us the power. He also gave us, if you listen to this, and don't miss it, He gave us the family of the church. Do you remember what I read in Acts 2 46? That they met David. The church. They met David. It's a daily walk with God. It's an hourly walk with God. Somebody asked me the other day, said, Brother Don, I can't go in day without Jesus. Not brother, I can't go to Walmart without Jesus. Not only did Jesus save you, not only did Jesus sanctify you, not only did Jesus set you apart to make you holy, Jesus gave you a body of labor- believers. <laughs> To watch. Because I don't know. Any of you go like a live on a farm have cattle or sheep or anything like that? Who told you the bulls stick out? Either the very little or the very little? Why? Because they were the weakest. As Christians Number one, we are to propagate prop- the word of God. We are supposed to be about the business of Jesus Christ. The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. The second thing is, go ye forth into all the world and make disciples. You see, that's not that's not a question. That's not a that, that's not a, if you want to. That's an order. The last thing that Jesus said before he left this earth, go ye into all nations and make disciples, teaching them. Baptizing you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me get a little closer to home. Go to Invadenola, Texas. Go to Walmart. Go to Brooklyn, Lord, don't they? Go to Dollar General. Go to Rambles. Everywhere you go, go in the power and the fullness of the Lord Jesus. Somebody's always looking. Somebody's always looking. Not only did Jesus saved you and sealed you, He, he just, sanctified you, but He justified you. Sanctification means to be set apart. And when you, when you were saved, you were set apart for the gospel of Jesus Christ. John chapter 15 says I that you were chosen. You were chosen for a purpose. You were chosen with a mission. And you were empowered to do that mission. Our Jesus told us. Oh, that Our Jesus told us that our main cause of life is to bring somebody else to Jesus. Daddy. Now, in our temptation, Daddy. Our temptation is to run back to our old life, Because I promise you. When you decide that you're going to live for Jesus, when you decide you're going to dedicate your family to Jesus, when you decide you're going to pray for you're going to pray for your family, you're going to tell up with your family, and you're going to get down on your face and dedicate your family to God, the devil's coming. Because the place he does not want you is where you want God. As long as you're out there living in an old life living with all those old people, all those old friends. Sure. <laughs> There's pleasure in sin for a season. There's people out there hanging out all over the lake. Shipping fireworks, drinking beers, smoking dope. That's not fun. Yeah, it's fun. But the pleasures of sin are for a season. Sin wouldn't be nowhere near as much fun as it, if it paid off right now. The wages of sin is death, and that means separation from God. We've got to come to a point in our life where we realize, Father, we have set this day as a memorial service to honor our men that gave our lives. But more importantly, we should be here, here to honor the man that gave his love is coming with everything he got. And the number one thing he's going to use to get you driving the misery. When that call came in, my mind was back 30 years today. Things that I had thought I had pressed down for 30 years—they all come flooding back. I can remember standing in front of that church and those men walking by me and turning their back on me, and I got mad at God. I challenge you right now because the devil's coming you've got to do what it says in Acts 2.46 is worship the Lord daily and if you, if you, you and tell me brother Don my prayer life isn't what it used to be or what it needs to be I'm thinking that my prayer life. I'm going to ask you to do one thing for you number one I want to ask you to set aside, set aside a time this first thing in the morning. Get along with God. Start your day off right. Start your day off in the Word. Start your day off in the Word. Lift somebody up. If you find somebody out there that's in need, that's hurt, lift them up. That's what being a Christian is about. That's what being a Christian is about. It's being there for someone else. Listen to this, if it cost you everything. The came back to the and the all paid the price. And just and you come. We're just going to have a couple of, of uh, standards. I'm just going to ask you. Every head bowed and ground closed. Every head bowed and ground closed. Did you mention to anybody like a business? I handed all over the and all done, i want to ask you one thing are you going to continue driving the car from the back seat are you going to stand in full jesus and say Gee, tell satan jesus paid the debt. jesus paid the debt satan you can't bring that debt up Those who pay the debt are our freedom. Jesus paid